0: So you wanna be a real estate investor, but where do you start? How do you know what information and sources to trust? That's where I come in. I'm Johnny Katani, and this is the Investor Relations Real Estate Podcast. Hey guys, real quick, before we start, go to investwithkatani.com and download my free ebook, is commercial real estate recession-proof? Now to today's show. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Investor Relations Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Catani, and I am joined today by the man himself, Charlie Wessel. Charlie is a fellow raise master and founder of Cordell Capital. Charlie has also founded and managed several successful companies in the Charleston, South Carolina area. He's been involved in multifamily and commercial real estate in one aspect or another since 2006. Active investor since 2016, he set up Cordell Capital to bring private equity to investment opportunities. We provide conservative underwriting and extensive due diligence on our investment opportunities to make sure we are taking the most conservative approach to investing and building wealth alongside our investors. Currently, we own 486 stores in the multifamily space, total of 38,825,000 assets under management. Charlie, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, John. Appreciate it, man.
0: Absolutely, like I was mentioning before, always stoked when I can have fellow Raise Masters on. Um, let's start at the very beginning though. Uh, what led you into uh, this space?
1: Um, I was a general contractor for years and years here in Charleston, and I ended up selling that company. I was just tired of it. Um, yeah, I was there for like 12 years. I had little kids. I was away from them all the time. So it was about six years ago that I, um, yeah, I sold that business. We had some rental houses. That was no fun whatsoever. (laughs) Just going to be a real pain in the butt to be uh, uh, scalable. And I didn't want to scale. So anyways, I talked to a couple of buddies of mine. They were commercial brokers. And they were like, hey, man, multifamily housing, you know, it's safe. There's a housing shortage, and this was in 2016. There, the housing shortage just keeps growing and growing. So, uh, housing shortage—it's safe bet. You know, everybody loves it, and it cash flows. So, yeah.
0: Awesome, I love that. We were again talking off camera. You obviously focused primarily on the capital raising side of things. How did that come to be? Did you start as an operator and hated it, or or?
1: Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah, we (laughs) underwrote deals for about a year and a half to two years. We came in best and final in a handful of them. We were awarded one deal and that fell apart in due diligence after about 10 grand worth of due diligence. And uh, yeah, I was like, you know what? I got buddies going out and they're doing deals and I know them already and I know they're doing good deals. I'm going to go bring some money into their deal and see if I can't help out with some of the investor relations. Maybe a little bit of the due diligence. I you know, still got my contractor boots somewhere in the closet, but um, they're actually they're, now they look like off shoes. They're they're all made by FootJoy. Right? But yeah, uh, <laughs> so I, um, yeah, you know, I just said I, I'm I'm done chasing you know brokers. And yeah, so I'm gonna go raise capital. And somebody somebody asked me to actually, you know what it was, man? Is somebody actually asked me if I would be willing to raise some money for their their opportunity? And that's when it kind of clicked, and I was like, "Heck yeah, I'll go raise some capital for your opportunity." What what do we get over here? You know, and we worked it out, and it was fair. And my investors love it, you know?
0: Absolutely. Where has that investor base primarily uh, come from over the years?
1: In Charleston, South Carolina, all you guys out all over the U.S, we, we need you to reach out. My buddies and my parents and my and son goes, friends and family are running out of money quick.. <laughs> right. But you know what? They're all making really good money on the investments. They're, they're doing well. You know, we keep them updated every month and it's fun, you know, and they like me taking them out to play golf all the time and buying them cool stuff. So, yeah, it's
0: absolutely. Fun. I mean, I mentioned that my sister's moving out there, so I'm definitely going to get out there and we'll connect. I'll come out one time for golf and then another time we'll go duck hunting. So
1: yeah. I'll have to meet, we'll have to meet in, in, in Arkansas. There's no more. Absolutely.
0: All- Arkansas is on my bucket list. So does that kind of is that kind of what led you then to Raise Masters? You're kind of tapped the friends and family and looking to grow, grow your network.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we've been doing it. I mean, we've been posting steady on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, you know, Instagram. We even post on Instagram. My VA does. I don't even have Instagram on my phone. So <laughs> If you comment back on Instagram, my VA takes a screenshot of it. She sends me a picture. She's like, "Hey, what should I tell them back?" And I hit her a quick, you know, message back. But yeah, I, I really should try to figure out Instagram. My wife does it, but I just don't do it. I do LinkedIn and Facebook. So we've been we've had this big presence out there for over just over a year now, and it just kind of goes to show that it really does take time and effort to get that out there um I have noticed that I mean I you know we post on Facebook every day and on LinkedIn every day we get comments and some likes but I just went to the daddy-daughter dance like two weeks ago and you know something like that is uh, that's going to blow up on Facebook I really didn't expect it to do anything on LinkedIn, seeing how that's kind of more of a business presence on LinkedIn. It just took off. I mean, I had so many people that were like, "Oh, that's the greatest thing ever!" You know, I was like, "It's the greatest night of my life." I got twin eight-year-old girls, uh, and I got a twelve-year-old son, and been married twenty years too. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna start posting more stuff about my family and you know, doing some personal things on. There. Besides just, you know, rah, rah, come invest, uh, you know?
0: Absolutely. There's something to be said about that because really it goes back to the know, like, and trust, right? So they really, before they're going to give you any money, they're going to want to know who you are. And if you can kind of give a kind of a glimpse into your life and who you are as a person from social media, that's going to kind of, you know, mitigate that initial barrier from the start, which is, you know, kind of what I found as I because for me, social media was always personal. And now I'm like switching to business. And I notice some people are like, uh, what the heck, you know? So there's kind of a fine line there, I think.
1: Dude, the picture of your black lab with sunglasses on. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, well, listen, if you have a dog and any of our listeners, you have a dog, dog content always wins. Uh, I had a video uh, my girlfriend took of me and her dog, and it got 10 million views on TikTok. Yeah. Went super viral, and it's literally just me and him just laying there. So yeah. dog content wins. Um, you know, I got a Britney Spaniel, and I, I, I tease people. I tease
1: my family a lot, too. I'm like, you know, the prettiest Wessel in the house is Jimmy. <laughs> this, is the, this is the most gorgeous dog you ever seen in your life. She will not. I sent her off to hunt in school, and she will not hunt. She will not bet. The guy calls me up after three months. He's like, "Man, you got a great house dog." <laughs> uh,
0: That's yeah. too bad, but uh you know what? Listen, we'll, we'll take it at least, right?
1: Oh, dude, she's she's awesome. Sweetest dog ever. Sweetest dog ever.
0: I love that. That's great. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Dogs always win. Like I, I know all my neighbors' dogs. I honestly couldn't tell you most of their names. So, like, I know the dogs' names, but not the people's names. I even know them by their bark now. So, you know, that goes to show what dogs can mean. So, obviously, a lot of things changing in the marketplace. Talk about some of the markets you're in, um, if you're in more than one, and and you know some of the things that you're doing now to kind of account for some of the changes
1: yeah yeah so what we are doing is we are branching out we have had uh we have 152 units in georgia uh, 148 units in columbia south carolina a 66 unit in greensboro north carolina and you think that's a little small right And it was. That was kind of under our radar. Most of those kind of get bumped off because it's under 100 units. John, this thing has crushed it. I mean crushed it. The 66? 66 units. It was a value add. We found a rock star property manager in the area who just wanted it. I mean it's a mid-rise it's kind of retro looking you know it's cool it's full of skinny jean people and
0: (laughs) what uh, vintage is it
1: Uh, it's it's built in the 60s oh wow and um but it's right you know you can throw a rock and hit a starbucks and so yeah you get you know another buddy of mine has like an avocado toast test he's like how far do you have to drive from it
0: to go get a piece of avocado toast
1: hipster type area
0: the know? millennials are moving in
1: they are yeah they're moving in so you know that one has crushed it we've only owned it a year and a half I not mean, yeah, just over a year and that's we're just getting offers left and right on it that are just unbelievable um now that is due to where we're at in the market as well but uh but it's also due to location you know we bought in the right location um, absolutely Well, we just closed on 122 units in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, wow. Listen, I had investors saying, is that even in this country? (laughs) It's Des Moines, Iowa, right? Somewhere near Field of Dreams or somewhere like that. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. Yes. uh, Just to confirm to our listeners out there, if you have not heard of Des Moines, it is. It is in this country. It's the capital of Iowa. Is that correct?
1: It is kind of a way. And the demographics, man. Listen, we check demographic studies like crazy. I mean, we do so much due diligence on these properties. It's not even Even as the capital, or even, even as somebody who's bringing capital to the deal, I mean, we still do all of our own due diligence and this stuff. Absolutely.
0: You
1: know, um, I'm not walking every unit because I'm not going to walk every unit. I trust my operators who are there. We do walk some units, but I'm not walking every unit. Um, so that one just checked all boxes. You know, I love boxes. it. Wow. It was with was that with Logan? Yeah, it was with Logan Freeman. Yeah. Yep. I figured. And so, you know, I've known these sponsors for a while. Right. Um, we have a raise that just started last week, um, 506B. So I'm just going to stop right there. But it's it's also, you know, I mean, it's a great I – mean, we check all the boxes. We're in there.
0: Absolutely. And once you kind of establish that, you know, obviously establish that it's a, uh, an experienced operator, you know, then you can start doing deals with them and your due diligence process isn't quite as arduous.
1: Yeah, yeah our due diligence process on the first ones are, are pretty extensive. I mean, I talked to several brokers in the Des Moines market that didn't have anything to do with the deal. And they love talking about it. They were like, oh, yeah, no, we know that deal. Yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah, you know, it's happening there.
0: What are some of the economic drivers there? I don't know anyone who lives in Des Moines, to be honest with you, but
1: tech is moving out there. You have, you know, a lot of the West Coast guys are coming in. Now, it's from what I understand, it's really cold. So, I mean, I'm from Charleston, man. I am not, you know, really cold does not sound appealing to me.
0: Yeah. Like no.
1: right? But, you know, it's a cool spot, it's a cool place, you know, it's blowing up, population growth, job growth. Like I said, all boxes check, so.
0: Awesome, I love that. So obviously you kind of alluded to it, you're a capital raiser, but in order to stay compliant, you are part of the GP. So kind of talk about, you know, you were mentioning offline some of the things you do, kind of talk about those now. you know, some of your duties so that you're always compliant?
1: Yeah, to stay compliant is something that is very, very important to me. Um, You know, we have Zoom meetings every month uh, with operators. We have calls with the uh, property managers of the property. It's not something that we do all the time, having a call with the property managers. But, you know, once maybe once a year, I like to have a call with them. We definitely call them before we invest in the opportunity. And then um, we handle all uh, investor relations for one of our opportunities. Um, I'm always, you know, reaching out to the operators to get a little more info than they like to send. So that way I can kind of bang out an email from time to time to our investors as well kind of a once-a-quarter thing just to keep them all updated on where we're at. And This is not, you know, just from our operator that we've partnered with, but this is actually from Cordell Capital. Um, you know, I have a lot of guys that are like, uh, you know, why, why should we just go directly to this, this particular operator? Yeah, definitely
0: touch investing on that.
1: The best thing with you, because we don't do a fund of funds. So, you know, we're we're specifically into each deal as a syndicated, yeah, as a syndicate. So what we bring to the table is I bring diversity through different markets. Um I bring diversity through uh, you know different operators. Some of them are are vertically integrated. They have their own property management companies. Some of them, like the one that we have in Greensboro. I mean, those two guys, I've known them for a long time. They're actually from here in Charleston. And, And since we bought it, one of them moved to Virginia, the other one still lives here. But they're just brilliant guys that know how to run the business plan. And they came to us and said, we would like for you to raise all the capital. And I said, Got it. Of course. So I called about two more buddies of mine. We came in, formed another LLC, raised all the capital, brought it in, and um, you know, I, I just I got I got a lot of I got a lot of tentacles out there. The people that are good people that I stay in contact with, that I know, and uh, you know, that I meet at IREC and uh, a couple other conferences. I really don't do the conference. Tours anymore? I, you know, I do a couple. I do the Raise Masters one, and from what I understand, I missed a heck of a time at, in uh, Colorado up at, uh,
0: at BEC. Yeah, you did. We yeah. we definitely took over. The Raise Masters crew took over, as as you would expect, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I that that'll be on the schedule that you because I haven't been to that one. But I don't know, man. I just know a lot of really good people in this space. And I'll be honest with you, I have not met many not good people in this space. Fair. We are all very focused on helping people out. Yes.
0: Really, first, nobody first, wants to do a bad deal.
1: No, nobody wants to do a bad deal, but we really want to help these people out. I mean, that's it's, it's almost like most of the people that we meet, it's not money driven. It's helping people out. Now, do we get paid? Yeah. And are we, we'll make a lot of money doing this, but it comes by helping people out. You know, about, the
0: investors. Yeah. In fact, the investors get paid before we do.
1: So. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you kind of touched on it, um, being able to get a lot of tentacles out there, which is really my approach as well. Um, I mean, I am working on a ground up development deal for self-storage here. And if you would have told me six months ago I'd be doing that, I would have told you you were crazy because I was like, no, I'm only raising capital. But things change. However, I do like that approach because you are able to leverage all the experienced operators and all the best markets. So what are some markets you're keeping an eye on and kind of talk about your market due diligence?
1: Um, I mean, we're, we're now, you know, we're helping out with uh, Rob uh, Beersley. I mean, he's solely focused in on Houston. Yep. I love that guy because he knows everybody in Houston. Yep. He's got his own property management company there. He is just a solid guy. I've known him for a, a while. I actually interviewed him for like a webinar thing like two years ago or something like that, it, you know, we just kind of headed off. So he, he's great. I just met up with him in Columbia, South Carolina here um, a few weeks back. He's just a good, good guy. So, I, I, you know, I like to tag with good guys. I'm flying out uh, to um, St. Louis here in two weeks to go hang out with Logan and Lee and all the guys from FTW. You know, we're going out there to play golf. Try to leave him with a little bit of money on the course, but
0: no, I'm up. <laughs> no way. Take so, it all.
1: Yeah, I'm going to take it all. Lee, Lee played golf in college,
0: though. He's good. Oh, I, boy. I didn't know that. No wonder wow. Logan hired him. Just kidding. Lee's a great guy. Yeah. But yeah so, it's like, you know, yeah, like, he's my uh, investor relations slash golf coach. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, it's all about relationships, man. I'll be honest with you. Life is about relationships.
0: Absolutely. Okay your
1: wife, your kids, your business, your, you know, friends. It's all about relationships.
0: So you're more focused on the operator and then you'll kind of follow them wherever they go.
1: Oh, so we bet on the jockey. Absolutely. I, I mean, we still underwrite the horse though, <laughs> you know, we definitely underwrite the horse, but the jockey is, I'd say, you know, a good 75 to 80% of it. And then, you know, cause these guys are not going to, you know, they don't want to lose their investors money either. Right. I mean, I tell everyone of them, I'm like, Hey, I can lose my money. I can't lose their money.
0: Yeah. That's a fact.
1: know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's so true. Right. And, and once you've established that relationship, as we talked about earlier, you know, you'll kind of follow them, follow them wherever they go and kind of trust that, um, And, and again, you know, no, no one wants to do a bad deal, but really what it comes down to is, you know, making sure their underwriting is conservative, you know, even some of these, you know, some of these markets are scary and you, you could probably, I don't know about now, but you could probably confidently ride in a 10% rent growth in Phoenix. You could have easily for the last three years, you could, you could have rode in a 10% rent growth and that would have been considered conservative underwriting,
1: but yeah. That's still not what I want to see on. Correct. On the underwriting at all. Phoenix, okay. I I don't mind seeing four and a half. Right. And that's even outside, you know, I don't, you know, just, uh, you can plug in the old school numbers, man. Three percent, you know, I mean, it's, that's okay with me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And then obviously, you know, the debt side of things, as things are starting to change in that aspect, paying attention to how they're setting that up is going to be very important moving forward. Um, Especially, you know, if I feel like if you don't have at least a three year hold in mind, then, you know, for me, at least personally, that that's a red flag.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and one of our, one of our operators right now is underwriting to three year holds, but, it's always very pronounced that this is a either sale or refi event. Yeah. And
0: we'll go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It, it's super important. Awesome. You can't what's wait
1: to buy real estate though. You know what I mean? You can't wait to buy. No. It doesn't matter what's going on with the economy. You can't wait to buy real estate. You got to buy real estate and wait.
0: Absolutely. If you're sitting on the sidelines, this is your wake up call to get in, get in the game.
1: Yeah, I told a guy today, if you bought in 2006, market crashes in 2007. Guess what? In 2000, If you sold in 2011, you still doubled all your investors' money. Yep. I mean, you know, so it wasn't that, oh, I bought right at the peak of the market. No, 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 no. Just hang on to it for a minute. You'll be all right.
0: Absolutely. And that's why financing in this stage is so important because you need to be able to, you know, you might ride in a three-year hold, but it could turn into five years.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And so as long as you have everything in place and you're set up correctly, you're not over leveraged, you're going to be just fine. And even if you're doing this at single family homes, you're going to be just fine. Like it it just, you know, that's, what's great about this. And listen, even the stock market comes back too, but there's so much, so many incentives in, in real estate that I'm I'm slowly liquidating all of my stock positions and and going full steam ahead. I've done. I have. Yeah, I don't I don't blame you there. <laughs> I was a stockbroker for a long time. I know how I know how that world works, and it's it's made. You want to see? You want to know proof that money's made up? Go play in the stock market. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Well, we're running up against time here, but I do have five questions I ask all of my guests. It's the final five. Question number one is, what's the best advice you've gotten from a mentor?
1: Keep doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Seriously, keep plugging along. Don't stop. Just keep showing up to the office. Keep working. You're doing the right thing, and it it catches steam.
0: I love that. It's so true. Momentum is, is such a huge thing in this, in this game. What is it about your career that makes you feel like you're fulfilling your why? Me playing in a charity golf
1: tournament last Thursday, oh. playing in a charity golf tournament on Friday, Saturday, and I played in another one yesterday. And this week is my kid's spring break and me and my son will play golf probably twice this week and he's 12 and he beats me wow um, yeah you know having the freedom to go and do that and we gave back at every single one of those tournaments and that's huge to me is giving back to our community here yeah it's playing the golf tournament. yeah i love playing golf and we had a good time and i brought other you know new guys each time but it was we gave so much back during those tournaments as well you know, so giving back, spending time with my family, um, you know, those are the two big, biggest things for us.
0: I love that. It's so true. The freedom is, uh, is pretty amazing for sure. Uh, what's your favorite non-real estate or investment related book?
1: You know what? Here, I just started reading it. Screw tape letters. Dude, that is a good book.
0: C.S. Lewis. I don't think I've heard of that book. What is it about?
1: It's I hate to even explain it because it sounds kind of weird. C.S. Lewis is basically a Christian author so this is not so but uh, but Screwtape is like one of Satan's demons I told you this is going to sound really weird dude. but he's writing letters to the big boss to Satan and he's telling them about how they keep losing the war and how, you know, these people's hearts are, you know, it's a great book, Jack. You like Interesting. it. Interesting.
0: Okay. I like it. Uh if you could have any superpower, what would it be?
1: Um that's a flying, man.
0: Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no brainer there. I mean, flying. I love that. Uh awesome. And last one, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you and learn more? Cordell Capital.
1: Uh, Cordell is spelled C-O-R-D-E-L-L, capital.com. Or you can uh, find me on Facebook or uh, or LinkedIn. I'm I'm always on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, and that's Charlie Wessel, W-E-S-S-E-L, one L.
0: Awesome. We'll link that in the show notes. Charlie, you're the man. I appreciate you coming on.
1: Uh, I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so hey, much. Thanks for
0: taking time out of your golf schedule. thanks so much for listening to today's episode listen guys i know it's cliche but please don't forget to like subscribe please leave a review would love to know what you guys think of the episodes and while you're here still listening don't forget to go to investwithkatani.com and download my free ebook is commercial real estate recession proof thanks so much